Hi, it's Joey Remini here from seekingbalance.com.au. I'm a vestibular audiologist and neuroplasticity therapist, and I specialize in helping people with complex conditions involving any form of vertigo, dizziness, or tinnitus to recover using neuroplasticity. And neuroplasticity is our body's and brain's ability to change its neural connections. And we all have neuron cells living in our bodies, and often we're unaware of how clever they are and how robust they are and how abundant they are and the connections within our body are actually able to change and learn and adapt throughout our entire lives. So for people who are living with unwanted, unpleasant or chronic neural signals, learning how to readapt, rewire, reset, recalibrate and change those is actually life changing so they can get their lives back. I'm really excited today that I have Julieta who lives in the US and she's originally from Russia. And Julieta is really kindly sharing her story of discovering neuroplasticity after having a really difficult time with not a clear diagnosis, but possibly some kind of vestibular weakness, vestibular migraine, atypical meniere's, or triple PD, persistent postural perceptual dizziness. And I'm really confident that there'll be many listeners out there who share a very murky, confusing diagnostic history like Julieta. So yeah, it's confusing. There's often just an exhausting goose chase of doctor's visits and trialing different treatments and techniques, and it can be debilitating, helpless, hopeless, powerless, confusing, disempowering. And that's where neuroplasticity comes in because while it is a wonderful science, it's actually really deeply rooted in a profound process of self-discovery and self-study, which Julieta is happy to talk about. So I want to introduce you to Julieta and welcome to the call. Hi everyone. Hi Joey. Thank you so much. So do you want to just talk a little bit about how you found neuroplasticity and obviously the initial process of getting the not very clear diagnosis would have been quite exhausting and confusing and difficult not only for yourself but also your family. Do you want to just talk a little bit about that initial process of seeking and discovering and eventually finding neuroplasticity? Yeah sure. So um, uh, it's been about three years now uh, when I started, started having symptoms, and initially it was just symptoms coming and go of dizziness and just not feeling quite right. And um, then I, I started going to different doctors, trying to figure out what was going on. And um, um, I wouldn't get, I wasn't getting any clear answers. It was just uh, finding, uh, you know, finding little things here, little there, and then having all these tests done. I had even MRIs done, and um, um, four-hour uh, vestibular <laughs> test, and it, it was um, it was a, a lot of anxiety building up, uh, just not knowing what's going on. I was like constantly thinking about like what's wrong with me, is there something terrible? And um, it was it was just uh, the whole process was just uh, really exhausting, and yeah, the anxiety went up the roof <laughs> during that whole time. For, for me and then yeah it was very difficult for my family and it's been a uh, um, I did vestibular therapy for a long time for like a year um, oh, that is a long time and, yeah I've seen many many doctors <laughs> from cardiologists uh, um, neurologists and ENTs different to ENTs too I mean it's, it's like uh, do like acupuncture, <laughs> cranial, anything I could think of. Went on several diets. I mean, it was, I, I think I drove myself crazy trying to figure out what was going on. Um, 
and I still don't have a clear diagnosis, but um, I, I think uh, I think letting go of uh, like like I've I've heard you at drugs rock um, that the program saying that you know once you you know that you are not dying you're okay there's nothing major going on then you kind of let go and um, and start the healing process and I think that's when I when I started to do that that's when I started to heal and um, yeah so I just want to reiterate there that one of the messages I'm sending to my clients who take on this neuroplasticity healing process and it's self-study mm -hmm. so they're, they're doing the work not me it's about them holding their diagnosis loosely and lightly and rather than being fixated on whatever they've been diagnosed with and saying well I am many years and I am vestibular migraine and I am Maldivarkman etc Mm -hmm. about saying well that's a possible label for the sensations that I'm feeling but actually I'm Joey or I'm Julieta and I need mm -hmm. to look at what do I need and how can I support my body to heal holistically physically mentally emotionally and spiritually because I'm much more than my ears I'm much more mm -hmm. than my vestibular organs and yeah. the the when we do have sensations of dizziness or tinnitus sure there are neural signals probably firing around the ears but they're actually going from the ears throughout the brain, down the spinal column and throughout the body. So they're all linked and connected and getting, getting that access back into our body and leaving the worries and the anxieties and that, mm -hmm. that turmoil that we, we end up creating for ourselves, the catastrophes, learning to come back into the body and, and focus on what we want to feel and, and learning how to activate those new neural signals. That that's really that process of healing. So we have to move away from trying to get rid of the diagnosis mm -hmm. and, and move into a new perspective, a new mindset, a new approach, which says, well, actually, I'm not going to focus so much on those unwanted symptomatic sensations anymore. I'm going to focus more on what I want to feel. And in your case, you said you've been working on building feelings of ease, joy, mm -hmm. and steadiness. Do you yeah. have any kind of little stories or comments that might demonstrate to the listeners what that looks like for you and what that feels like? Yeah, um, sure. So I think like when I came down with all the symptoms, I, I've been kind of, I've been feeling for a while like a, a rat in the wheel, kind of just work and home and kids and just rushing to places. And I, I really like through, you know, through this whole healing journey, I've been kind of rediscovering myself and finding what am I like? What do I like? What, what are things that I, you know, bring me joy? So it's been a, I mean, I'm still in the process, but it's a complete turnaround of how I live my life. Because before it's like getting things done, getting to places. Uh, now I, um, now I do things that I enjoy <laughs> more. Um, like been more in nature. Like kind of had to make a priority that okay, we, you know, as a family, and which brings us brought us closer as a family as well that as a family we you know, spend weekends um at the beach you know go camping more and um um i started uh but recently i started playing the guitar I, just mm. something that i kind of took classes when i was a teenager but i never touched the guitar and i had it in my house so i kind of started doing that and it brings so much joy and i forgot how joyful that could be and um just um finding what what are what are things that i that i love and that bring me that sense of joy and, and doing them mm -hmm. and sometimes i don't feel like i may be doing some of them but i kind of had to push myself a little bit on like 
it feels amazing and, and uh, it's it's just bringing finding what is it that gives me joy in the first place because i felt like i kind of forgot that in that whole rush of uh, living just um getting things done kind of life <laughs> um so it's it's finding finding what what gives me joy and doing those things and did you also learn a little bit more how to take responsibility for it's not that we can control our feelings i mean feelings do come and go in very human mm -hmm. cyclical um almost like the weather pattern you know sometimes we have very sad days or very happy days and but mm -hmm. did you did you begin to notice that you could influence your emotions more and and did you notice that you were able to shift from blaming symptoms and blaming the diagnosis and blaming potentially the doctors or the therapies or whatever so shifting out of that blaming mindset and into this openness and curiosity and kindness mindset of saying well actually i can access joy i don't have to get rid of the dizziness right now mm -hmm. i can focus on maybe playing my guitar or connecting to nature or spending time with my family because i know that those things fire my neurons that release those neuro cocktails that make me feel good mm -hmm. no yeah definitely because it's um you know, I, I even still experience the symptoms, but um, it doesn't mean I cannot experience joy. <laughs> so I, I kind of, um, I mean, it's been a process. It's not, you know, it didn't happen overnight. <laughs> so it's kind of like practice, 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 but um, focusing more, because I've been doing for three years, focusing on my symptoms and trying to get rid of them and trying to find answers from doctors and kind of, and I worked in the hospital, so kind of like, um, made me overly focused on that finding that external like fix me fix me fix me and uh, so it took me a while to practice that way <laughs> like i can experience what i want to experience even if i might not feel my best but i can still uh, there are still a lot of things that i can do maybe i have to modify a lot maybe a little or maybe I can sometimes surprise myself as I, um, I took on rock climbing recently, okay. which, uh, I mean, it's in the, it's indoors, there's no mountain in Miami, but, um, often I surprise myself because I, when I'm like in the moment trying to find where to put my hands on my feet, I completely forget about any dizzy sensation or, or any sensation that bother me usually. And I'm just so in the moment and it just, feel amazing and I do um, way more than I expect <laughs> like then I was like I was like oh my god I just did that like yeah it's kind of you like know what? if you can do that for one second you can do that for one whole day mm -hmm. so that's when you're beginning to fire the neurons that you want to feel and you're fully absorbing your brain in that process of rock climbing or whatever the task is you're purely engaged in and single focused in that's when that neural network of connection to the rock, balance, stability, orientation, and it's a very proprioceptive exercise, rock climbing. Mm -hmm. um, and the more you get to use those skills and practice those skills, you can do it down the street while you're shopping, when you're at work, when you're with your kids, when you're anywhere, right? But yeah. the problem is, is when we've had chronic symptoms, we tend to get so hijacked by them and so distracted by them that the, the brain is very actively firing over in that symptomatic region and all the other little proprioceptive signals or ease and steadiness and um, calm, joy, loving signals, they're actually muted, they're weakened. 
Mm -hmm. So what you're learning to do is to bring more neural activity to those things that you want to feel so that what you call symptomatic sensations, I call them um, purposeful sensations, not symptoms. Mm -hmm. I actually think the purposeful sensations of dizziness, tinnitus or vertigo are actually, it's the body screaming at us to reconnect because we're disconnected at that point in time. Mm, yeah. However, when we're doing something like rock climbing, we're so engaged and so connected to that present moment that everything's just lining up and mm. all of the, the brain and body are working as a team. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. Yeah. And I hear a lot with other clients who say, Oh, I'm fine when I'm skateboarding, or I'm fine when I'm cycling, I'm fine mm. when I'm um, skiing. So when we're really in the body and concentrating, engaged, and we have that freedom of thought and connection to the physical touch, the proprioception that's when the brain can really enter that space of neuroplasticity and repair because it's not in fight, flight, freeze, stress, worry, catastrophe, get rid of this. It enters a different autonomic nervous system state. Um, So it sounds like more and more you're actually able to feel the way you want to feel and re-normalize, just that process of chipping away. Yeah, I think, you know, I've learned to be very patient with myself because sometimes I used to get like very frustrated like okay I'm doing everything I'm doing I'm meditating I'm you know doing the program um body scans everything I'm like what you know I used to get frustrated like (laughs) why am I not better or like I'm a little better but not much but now I'm just um you know that's okay because you know maybe it's just time what needs to happen because it took me three years to be in that um in that you know trying to get rid of symptoms like that anxiety state so maybe it's gonna take some time and i i can honestly say that i see more every day i see more and more uh of those moments where i just feel great and sometimes i just feel like really good but um you know and it's like kind of like adding you know little by little And, and sometimes i have some um setbacks but I, I've learned not to get like disappointed or frustrated about that and just let, let them be kind and of I like. Think, I think this is the real clincher. This is probably the thing that makes it or breaks it for people and people who desperately want to get rid of their symptoms and they're monitoring them, they're checking on them. They're like, are they there yet? Are they gone yet? And they're like, come on, I'm doing exercises I'm meditating. I'm going to yoga. I'm eating well. I'm doing all the right things. Like get gone already. They have the completely wrong attitude. They're not, em- they're not employing any neuroplasticity because you can meditate as much as you want and not do any neuroplasticity, right? Mm-hmm. You can go to as many yoga classes. You can eat great. You can body scan and not do neuroplasticity. You can't actually perform this process. It's not, a, it's not something you just set the timer and do. It's about the attitude with which we do it. And if mm-hmm. we do it with an attitude that's like, I don't even care if the sensations are there. And if I feel the sensations, I'm going to ask my body, what's the wisdom? I'm going to be curious. I'm going to lean in. I'm going to go, okay, body, I'm hearing you. There's a bit of body noise there. There's a bit of a a left spiral spin or a bit of a push pull. What are you telling me, body? I get really curious. Go, okay. And then what am I feeling in my armpits? And what am I feeling in my hips? And what am I feeling in my knees? So it's, we're approaching the whole process with pure curiosity and loving kindness instead of, well, why is it still there? Like, Mm because I'm body scanning. So it should be gone now. Mm -hmm which is that very linear approach. And that's the approach that keeps people stuck. And I think that's probably where you started. Yeah, that's what I was doing for a while. (laughs) And now now you've become to realize, actually, this is a self-discovery process. I need to tune in Mm -hmm. and listen 
and 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 really go into that more emotional spiritual realm of healing instead mm -hmm. of physical which is like well i did a body scan so now i should be good like what's going on yeah <laughs> um, definitely it's it's kind of like um i i really did not listen to my body even uh, you know i was doing things like i was taking some uh, even that medication that i um i took um one time that made me so sick and I just, I would continue taking it because the doctor's like, well, let's just give it a try for this period of time. It's like, I was so just not listening to my body, not listening to myself. And then I was going crazy, like, oh, should I eat this food or should I not eat this food? And it's just, it just, um, it just created more anxiety and it just like was so yeah. unsettling. I couldn't really heal. And then when I started to like, asking my body really like okay i'm feeling this what should i do should i lay down or should i go walk a little bit or should i play the guitar and it it actually does tell me yeah. <laughs> like i i like about the food or like you know and, and it just takes all that stress out and i just feel so much more at ease yeah. how i've been wanted to feel yeah. um i'm still figuring things out because there's so much i need to learn about myself and about my body that I've been like I, I think yeah. the game changer Julieta is when you start to realize I don't have symptoms mm -hmm. I actually don't have symptoms that was all one big fat illusion mm. based on a different paradigm based on a paradigm that I'm broken I'm abnormal and I need fixing which is not true you're whole you're beautiful you're exactly where you need to be in this time in your life and your body is giving you purposeful sensations for you to feel because it wants you to know something mm. Right. So anytime you hear a tinnitus or you feel a vertigo or you feel a dizziness, your body is actually saying, knock, knock, Julieta, I'm here. Can you please attend to me? I've got mm -hmm. this thing I need from you. Right. So mm -hmm. your body is actually in a conversation with you. And, and you know, unfortunately, in this society, we, we just push that away and get rid of it. I don't want it. I don't want to medicate it. Go away. I don't want you. Right. Mm -hmm. Instead of saying, oh, OK, like my soul is knocking on my door and giving me valuable information. Let me decode this. Let me demystify it. Let me let me take control of my healing because my body needs me and I need my body. Like we're a team. Mm -hmm. That attitude really changes everything because you start to almost get excited when you feel things. Yeah. Instead it's of a whole different level. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit about what you've got out of the, the Rocksteady community. And you mentioned developing a deeper connection with spirituality, mm -hmm. um, learning to love and respect yourself finding my true self versus what I should be. You've, you've written this a bu bunch of really beautiful dot points. Can you talk a little bit more about that inner work, the kind of the deepest stuff? Well, it's like, yeah, well, it's like this whole um, journey has been um, kind of rediscovering. Yeah. Um, rediscovering who, who I really am and um, in many levels, you know, not just this body, but it kind of like um, brought, brought me to, um, kind of go, go deeper into spirituality and um, you know, from meditation. And then I, I uh, started listening to uh, certain things. So it just kind of like um, showed me clearly that, you know, we're not uh, a body, our emotions or thoughts, that there's so much more than, than that. And then, so it, it just um, completely like turned my whole life around <laughs> little by little. Um, because you know the focus is um, you know before it was like you know run here run there get this done get this done now it's more like what is truly important what is truly 
meaningful in this life like what is it that i have to take care of really truly <laughs> so yeah, yeah. uh it's it's brought me uh, it opened up a lot of uh different information different doors met new people and um rock study program has been like just amazing to guide me uh through this whole journey because um i've um I've worked at a hospital and it's kind of like my whole environment was basically like focused on the physical aspect of our being of a body, you know, fixing things, you know, fast and um, do this, take that and, you know, keep on going kind of thing. And um, so it was, uh, it was hard, especially it's, it's still a, you know, not very easy to kind of go away from that kind of mentality and thinking because just like um, I'm surrounded by this kind of materialistic um, life um, for the most part. So for Rocksteady program and community kind of helped me to redirect my attention to like, okay, there's so much more to who you are. There's so much more to life in general and um, kind of shift my whole focus on the symptoms and trying to fix myself to really find in who who am I? <laughs> what is it that you know, what 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 is it that I want here? You know, the um what what kind of things do I want to feel, what kind of person I wanna be. Mm. And um it's um you know just listening uh, uh sometimes over and over because like I have to I think many people have to kind of remind themselves often because it's like we keep getting sucked into the old ways. Honestly, yeah. I, I, I think I have said this at least 20 times on this YouTube and podcast, but the program is so dense and so full and there's so much in there that it is, it is impossible to get everything the first time around. And yeah. I usually yeah. say to people, look, just go through the modules, give each module two weeks and just do your best. And mm -hmm. once you finish module six, and week 12, go back and do everything again because you're a whole new person by then. You will have already begun to change neural pathways and hopefully open up a little bit and become a little bit more curious. And the next time you go through the modules, you'll actually hear them differently. You'll hear mm -hmm. and learn and read and see totally different things that last time you just were not able or ready to digest yet. So it's, yeah. it's almost like that idea of learning in a spiral fashion where we keep going deeper and deeper and deeper as we spiral mm -hmm. into our truth and into ourselves mm -hmm. and sure the, the program's educational however the, the learning is really in our body the learning is in our practice the learning is in our capacity to surrender and listen what mm -hmm. is my body telling me and what do i need the program guides and facilitates that process i think by giving various tricks tools you know physical exercises mental emotional mm -hmm. all of that but at the end of the day, we learn within ourselves, you know? Yeah. And I think, I, I think, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just going to say, I, th I think the program provides that, that supportive container and peer support mm -hmm. and, and especially the live group calls with all of the beautiful Q and A and people sharing such vulnerable stuff in a really safe environment. That's all very validating and hugely supportive because we all have off days and we all fall off track and lose faith and forget about things and give up. And, you know, then we have to pick ourselves back up again and tomorrow's a new day. Yeah. And I, I just want to say like the first time I, it's absolutely true. And the first time I listened to the program, it was more like, um, 
I'm not, you know, th this is real. Like somebody is like actually going through very similar things that I am. Like this is um, just, it just felt so amazing that there is somebody who understands uh, what is happening and understands. Um, so it just, it just made me feel so like I, I can, uh, gave me so much hope really because I, you know, I was still like um, looking for the, chasing the diagnosis at that time and kind of nobody could fix me. So <laughs> when I, um got the program i was like oh well there, there is hope and it's just um and it's very well um you know you you understand it so well no matter what the diagnosis is what you know people like us go through that it's just um um just having that connection with you through the program was just amazing and then the life calls that i still release and i love that there's recordings and we can release into them because every time i listen there's something new but also um, uh, also, it's sometimes I listen just to remind myself to refocus. Like if I start getting again into focusing on sensations, I'm starting to feel like uh, more like maybe fearful of what I feel sometimes. Then I really listen and it dro draws me back to, okay, no, your focus is this. <laughs> this is the way I want to go. This is the path I want to take. And I just love that it's always there for me, like anytime. And I, and I think it's also really healthy. I say to some of my clients who are graduating and finishing up and, you know, they're mm -hmm. back to normal. I'm like, you know, re-listen re every now and then just to remind yourself how far you've come because you used to be like that. Yeah. And it's really yeah. nice to, to be able to validate, oh, I have changed, I have healed. Because mm -hmm. it can be such a subtle, slow process. It can almost be invisible. Yeah, it's like we forget how we feel bad <laughs> when we are when we even with myself like when i feel great and experience the joy i kind of forget where where i was and um but it's good to remember because um you know and i think rock um program kind of can be applied in any situation so like if it's anything in my life going on it kind of it's a big example like okay this happened and you know, I overcame this and this is the process and it kind of just gives a new perspective on just life, on like how to deal with life because, <laughs> yep. you know, things happen. Yeah. yeah, and the reality is is that it doesn't matter um, what the challenge is. We're going to have difficult feelings, difficult thoughts, mm -hmm. difficult relationships, difficult scenarios and the Rocksteady program is, is really a like a, a traditional form of philosophy that says come back to yourself notice what's happening mm -hmm. in the present moment release the past ruminations release the future catastrophizations come back mm -hmm. into your body come back into the present moment and just ask yourself what is the wisest thing for me to do right now how can i support myself right now not mm -hmm. tomorrow not yesterday but right now and that that process is almost always going to be useful it doesn't matter if we're in a job interview parenting mm -hmm. like i've had a lot of my rocksteady clients say oh my god i just taught my grandson how to do self-compassion hands or i you know i was in a job interview and i was body scanning and i did really well and i got the job and so they're using the skills you know out and about in their lives which is wonderful yeah definitely. um do you have any words of wisdom to, to people who might be listening and who who don't really understand this big fancy word neuroplasticity they don't understand why the doctors can't fix them they're kind of still in that murky world between hospitals doctors and 
starting to take responsibility for their own healing and stepping into the emotional, spiritual, mental side of, do you have any words of wisdom that would have helped you to hear perhaps? I think um, just, um, uh, you know, putting more, um, what I wish I did earlier, right? <laughs> like that, um, kind of listen to, connecting to myself, you know, listening to myself more. And, um, you know, it's, it's um, we, we can still go to all the doctors and look for answers if we want to, but, um, you know, it's how we do it. So if we are really, like, asking ourselves, is this going to be something helpful for me? Like, is, is, what, what am I trying to get out of this, yeah. uh, you know, doctor I'm going to see? Or um, how is that going to be helpful to me? And kind of just uh, trying to find ways to connect to ourselves, like whether through, you know, body scans or through playing music or through whatever it is, like finding what, what is it that brings me? Because that's when I think we can see it more clearly, um, what, what's going to be uh, more helpful for our healing. Because, you know, sometimes it could be a doctor, you know, that could just help a little bit with something, just a part of it. But... Mm. Okay, so uh, you know, just being a finding a way to connect with ourselves more um, will help to kind of clear up the picture of you know if we are gonna go see a doctor, which doctor to see, or is that gonna be helpful? It's like if we are connected to ourselves, it's more clear for for us to see what is the right uh, exercise, what is the right the right food for me, what is the right because um, I think without that, having that connection to ourselves, it's just um, too confusing and it's just so stressful and creates more anxiety and it's just um, a whole different place. Uh, it's, it's such a big difference to look for something that might be helpful outside of ourselves in addition to inner work if we are connected to ourselves then we can see it and understand like you know this is the right person to talk to or this is the you know this is the this feels like a you know right supplement but without it there's just so much out there there's so much information there's so much things people are telling to try and to do and it's just um if we're not connected to ourselves we will not know yeah uh, we'll just be more, more confused and and I think yeah. another way of phrasing that, Julieta, is we give our power away. If we go to all these gazillion doctors or osteopaths or chiropractors or whoever mm -hmm. we choose, yeah. if we're going like, please fix me. Like I've even had clients come to me in that context and they come in for a consultation and they're like, come on, Joey, I hope you can fix me. And I'm like, well, no, mm -hmm. of course I can't. It's like your body's doing the work, but I can guide you if that's what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. And so giving our power away is like we want some other thing to be miraculous for us, right? Yeah. instead of saying well actually i've got this it's my body it's my mind it's my neural connections i'm taking responsibility for my postures my behaviors my choices but can you educate me can you support me can you guide me can you help give me footholds can you mm -hmm. can you remind me when i'm off track or on track these kind of little <laughs> things i think are much more empowering but mm -hmm. more and more i think we have to move away from external validation of needing that from somebody else Mm -hmm. and learn to give it to ourselves to say actually i know i'm on track because when i feel steady when i feel joy mm -hmm. when i feel grace when i feel calm when i feel my inner peace it's a reminder that i'm on track 
Yes. And it's my body and my mind syncing up again. And for some people, um, that's a very difficult path for them and difficult process because they're living under such expectations and such deadlines and such shoulds. And there's so much resistance towards what they're feeling. They're constantly in this inner battle. There's a self-conflict within themselves and it's like there is no rest. Uh, that's the conflict I've been in for years. <laughs> like literally for years throughout this whole, um, you know, since, since the symptoms started. And that conflict is exhausted. <laughs> yeah. And um, it, it does it only drugs only dragged me down that's yeah. for sure and um and the funny thing is is that when i let go of some you know for example the job i was holding on to it like you know dearly <laughs> and um at the end of the day it really nothing happened when i left it so you know everything was okay maybe even better <laughs> um uh, and you know there could be like little challenges here and there, but we resolved everything. So it was not, you know, the world didn't end. Yeah. Can I ask you the million dollar question? And obviously this is applicable only to you, not to every listener. But what was that moment when you learned? Oh my God, I need to connect in, and this is how I connect in. How did you, how did you shift from giving your power away and the goose chase and the searching and the external, external, external? And the worry and the catastrophe, how did you shift into trusting and connecting and going, oh, my God, this is me. I'm doing this. What, what was yeah. that little moment for you? No, honestly, you know, I've, I've got your program like months ago and um, I've listened to it and I've applied. But then I still had that internal struggle mm -hmm. within me and going back and forth, back and forth. And until I hit the rock bottom, basically, until I was just, um, basically, I, was, I, I became bed bound and I just like, I could hardly go to the bathroom. Like until I got to that point. Was that when you that took medications that reacted? Yeah. Yeah. That's when I took the medication. And then after that, I tried a few other medications that also made me feel very much dizzier not as bad but much dizzier and i you know i i i knew something was wrong but then the doctors are like oh it shouldn't make you feel like that later i found that research that actually supports what i felt but i was like wow i i wish i trusted my body and i'm like i know it makes me feel worse why am i doing this to myself so basically until i kind of hit that um that point in my life that it was just like okay there's nowhere else to go yeah. um so that's when I started to, uh, you know, it, it kind of calming that bottle down and, and it, it didn't happen overnight. It, it's, you know, it was a few months for me to, you know, um, feel, uh, but then it's just so beautiful to feel more and more connected to myself. And, and it's just so much ease that comes from that. And it's, it's just amazing. And uh, from that point on, my healing kind of like just you know takes on every day it's just i see more and more of it what's your favorite perhaps daily practice that helps you reconnect into yourself what what do you choose i mean and i realize it might change every day but what's something you might want to share with the listeners well definitely my daily like body scans and meditations and and um i that's just something i yes <laughs> like I, I cannot have a day without them because um and when i do uh, or if I meditate only once, like for five minutes that day, I feel a big difference. So to me, it's like just essential because it brings me back. You know, I'm still learning to 
to feel more and more connected to my body. So I really need that. Mm. And, um, and recently I, I started um, practicing Qigong. Yeah. And it's just, it's just amazing because it brings me into my body and it also like uh, connects me on a higher kind of like just deeper level to, to my inner self. And um, so movement basically. Like meditation, there's still this meditation, but at the same time movement. Like that's what my body needs and it just um Great. Yeah. Well keep exploring that because that is very complementary with your self study ongoing. You know, any any kind of martial art or yoga or any study where you can be supported to really spend more time in your body and ask more questions and become more curious. Um, all of those those Eastern uh, practices offer just so much because it's all about yeah. the time we spend in our body as opposed to what we're doing it's about the time within yeah it's, it's also like kind of teaching me more on how to be more comfortable in my body and um, not to try to get rid of this little sensation and that and sometimes like in a during a, a qigong like I I start feeling very dizzy for a moment and then I just stay with it and I continue like slowly to do the, the exit or I pause and I do a body scan and I, then it's, that's it. I feel steady again. <laughs> like it's just kind of like riding instead of trying to run from it, how I would usually do it, um, distract myself or, or trying to it's do something. Like, it's almost um, like you're really learning how to stabilize your own brain and body. So instead of feeling victim to those sensations and feeling like it's taking over and overwhelming, you're like, okay, yeah. well, I know what to do now. I can stabilize you and then I can move forward. Yes. And it always happens. Like all of us. Yeah. Well, congratulations. And thank you for sharing your story. Mm -hmm. I just love hearing stories. And I think it's so important to flood the internet with more and more yeah. positive outcome stories where people are really going within and finding their power. So be very proud of yourself. You're doing the work. And while I don't think it's guitar or rock climbing that's saving you, because a lot of people with guitar and rock climbing are, are very depressed and anxious and having a hard time, I actually think it's your attitude that is changing. It's your mindset. It's your openness. And it's your willingness to trust your body so that that inner conflict is kind of backing off a little bit. Because mm -hmm. yeah, you're realizing yeah. that inner conflict is not serving you anymore. And so you're beginning to to bring that loving compassion and loving kindness back into your own inner world. So that's, that's, that's something to be very proud of. Yeah. Thank you. And I just want to say how grateful I am for your program and all your, the live calls and the YouTube videos that you have, everything is just, uh, it has helped me so like tremendously. And when I was in my darkest place, that's what like kept giving me hope. I'm like, there are people out there that, similar or even worse or, or you know through case studies and then and look at them now and it's just been so inspirational and I'm just so grateful because uh, that kept me from being depressed and getting stuck in that space and being where I am today yeah, yeah we're yeah. very fortunate it's a beautiful community if you're listening and you want to join our community there's a few different places you can go my website seekingbalance.com.au there is a load of resources you can join, start with the free starter kit and get to know the community through all the freebies. There's live Q&A calls you can listen to. You're invited to join the Rocksteady for Vertigo and Tinnitus Facebook group, which is a highly supportive community where we exclusively talk about healing with neuroplasticity and the conversations really don't deviate into symptom banter or 
moaning and whinging and complaining. It's a very specific group, really focused on how we're healing so that we can support and celebrate each other. And also in our, in our Facebook group, there's no advice giving and there's no question asking. So you can't actually jump on board and say, hey, should I try this diet or should I read this book? We don't actually support external seeking of answers at all. It's all about learning to trust your body and answer your own questions. So I highly encourage you to join the group. And we actually have, I think, three more live calls going on right now in the Live Rocksteady program. So for those of you who do want to join the Rocksteady program, which is a 12-week comprehensive supportive resource for healing with neuroplasticity, regardless of what your diagnosis is, there are a, a bunch of really important live calls. And I only offer those twice a year, so they're really special when they do happen. And we might see you on some of the live calls, Julietta, so that will be nice as well if you can make them. Yeah, definitely. Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your time. I'm Joey Remini. Visit seekingbalance.com.au to learn more about me and my programs. And I just wish everybody out there a, a day full of all of their desired feelings and that connection that Julieta was talking about. So it's a little bye for now. Yeah. Bye.